This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Harbor family. So good to be with you here at Harbor at Home. I love this setting and this expression of our hybrid model here at the Harbor in gathering in smaller groups. I think this is truly the one setting where we can have opportunity to engage with one another. And I want to actually look at this morning as we lead into a discussion today, the four facets of what I believe to be so important about this this whole framework uh, that we've designed. God has actually really designed in his word as it relates to groups and gatherings on the importance of smaller group engagement for the advancement of his kingdom. And I'm titling this little talk today as we prep to to have a conversation on our groups, uh, Children of the City. And the reason I title it that, do you remember when Abraham was um, invited by God to go on this great adventure? And he didn't tell him exactly where he was going to end up, but what he did say And he was hopeful for Abraham in his heart. And I believe the Lord revealed this to him, that there was going to one day be a city whose builder and maker was God. And what does that city look like? What does that city look like? It's not talking about a literal city. You know, we look around our region today and there's all kinds of construction going on. But this city looks like a people that God is raising up, his church, his body. And so we're going to dive into that today about what are the four key elements as it relates to this city um, that the Lord is building and how specifically that is being expressed and also fulfilled in us gathering in homes as the body of Christ. And so let's dive in. I want to read in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 starting off this morning. If you have your Bibles, open them up. Otherwise, we'll have some scriptures on the screen today. But I love the book of Ephesians. I really think it is one of the most profound books of the Bible. And Paul so clearly lays out the gospel. I think, you know, the the design of his church through um, the, the words that he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But look at what verse 19 says here. Read along with me. And I'm in the Passion Translation. He says, so you are not foreigners or guests. All right? We're not orphans. We're not set aside. We are not foreigners. We're not guests. But look at what he says. We are children of the city. Children of the city. The holy ones. And I love the way he ends this verse 19. He says, with all the rights of family members of the household of God. So when we're talking about engagement and that actually really and truly taking place, we're really identifying what I believe is the first and primary reason that we gather together in these types of settings, small groups, and that's for community. Community is massive as it relates to the kingdom of God. And I want to delineate community from friendship. Friendship is great. And by the way, at the end of our lives, if we have five close friends, we are very, very wealthy people in terms of that attribute 
a blessing and us a blessing back to those lives. Five key friends. And friendships are wonderful. Friendships are people usually that have the same interest, maybe same age, maybe same season of life, maybe same demographic as it relates to their family structure, all kinds of different factors, same likes and interests. But community is different. Community is where people from all different backgrounds, racial, gender, uh, ethnicity, uh, socioeconomic, you name it, fill in the blank, that somehow in the grace of God, we are being brought together in this family and we are building with one another true and lasting community. Have you ever met someone and you feel like, hey, I've known you all of my life and maybe there's someone that grew up in a totally different environment than you did, maybe a different part of the country, maybe even a different part of the world. Well, engagement as we connect around dinner tables in our homes conversations around the word of God, ministry to one another in our Harbor home groups, community is being fashioned. He continues in verse 20, which will lead us to our second vital aspect of engagement, which I believe to be what I'm just going to title cornerstone or Jesus. We'll see that that's a reference to Jesus himself and us becoming just like him through discipleship. Massive, massive reason for smaller groups to be a part of what the kingdom of God is expressed and how it's expressed through the local church for the sake of engagement. God is raising and making, he said, disciples. That's actually his ultimate mission that actually look like and act like the cornerstone. Let's look at this verse in verse 20. He says, you are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. So when he's talking about a city or buildings, he's actually talking about us in the word of God. He says, your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. So when this church started out, you know, back right after Jesus's ascension and resurrection, There were these ones that were being raised up that, you know, we saw, you know, prior to this at his crucifixion, they were scared, they were running, they were hiding. And then all of a sudden, man, Holy Spirit takes part, you know, takes a hold of their lives and and they, they begin to just by the grace of God reflect the essence of Christ that now dwells on the inside of them. That's why he said, hey, it's better, guys, that I go away. Because I'm going to send a helper to you, Holy Spirit, who's going to live in you. It'll actually be me on the inside of you. And there'll be inclusive reality of the rest of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Christ in you. It will be the very hope of glory for the entire world. And you will become aligned to me, the cornerstone in this great building project. And he says, your lives will be perfectly fitted together in the temple. How can our lives be perfectly fitted together? Well, our stones, the stones of our lives have been exactly hewn according to the stone of the essence of Jesus's life. If you've ever seen a building project, you can't have different sized stones or different shaped stones or different cut stones. We're all cut, though in our diversity, cut to the exact essence of Jesus. And then we're fitted together in his likeness that we all carry with one another into this beautiful, glorious house that God is building with Christ as the cornerstone. And he said, best of all, look what he says. 
you are connected to the head cornerstone of the, of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. In fact, anointed actually means, is where the term Christ comes from. It actually means anointed one, the, the, the one all powerful, you know, the one with all authority. And that he actually delegates that power and that authority to us. We're connected to him in that cornerstone, discipleship. So he's bringing us together as a community. And as we come together in our diversity and in our differences, we're being shaped to the essence of Jesus. And all look alike in that same way, even though our skin color is different, our accents or our languages may be different. The culture that we grew up in maybe was completely different than one person living in one part of the world to, compared to another. But yet here we are now all reflecting the essence of Christ and the culture of the kingdom. Come on, that is amazing. Third one, as we wrap up here, two more. I call this one care. Pastoral care. Look what he says in verse 21. He says, the entire building is under construction. So it's a continual construction project. You ever been in one of those where you're like, man, can't this thing just get finished already? No, it's a continual construction project and it's continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord. I want to just say this to you, and this is very important for you to understand. The way that we pastor at Harbor Church is through small groups, through Harbor at Home. And so, you know, we have many people that may come in and out of our larger gatherings, and we're so thankful for that. That's beautiful that they come into that expression. But not only um, is that beautiful, the essence of how pastoral care truly takes place in this community and how it's been designed in the Word of God as I see it is through engagement in small groups, Harbor at Home. This is very important because as our lives are under this continual construction, how many of you know that there's you know, sometimes challenges in the building project? And when we walk through different uh, circumstances, how many of you know we need somebody? We need other people. We need pastors in our lives. We need to be cared for, you know, as we journey through different moments, different tragedies, different situations, different celebrations, different highs, different lows. And so care is primary to the kingdom of God, pastoral care and the way that can only be expressed. I mean, we can pray for people on Sunday mornings at the front, but that's not caring for their lives pastorally. But when we have a community of people who are journeying together, who have made a commitment, even outside of their friendships, to each other in the process, knowing that the sovereignty of God has brought you together with them and them together with you, there is a care component that can just by God's grace, just so supernaturally be manifest to where truly our lives are being covered. If you don't feel that covering, I encourage you, you got to get plugged into a small group where you're walking in community, you're connecting to other people, and then you're being built together on this, this journey, this, this continual construction project where God is growing us under His supervision until it rises completed as the holy temple of the Lord. All right, last one. Our calling. This is important. I truly believe the place where we can begin our calling, which is really 
impacting the world and being dynamically empowered and in, in, in a profound way to go out and make a difference in our spheres of influence all around us. And even our giving of ourselves to calling within the equipping wineskin of the local church in some ways. Maybe there's, there's a space that God's called you to give yourself there as well in your calling and in your design outside of your other spheres that you've been put into your neighborhoods, your families, your social relationships, you know, um, your workplace on and on the list goes, but there's a calling that I believe can really only be galvanized and realized in the midst of community, in the midst of us being shaped in the likeness of the cornerstone together with that community. We can't do it alone. Iron sharpens iron, right? And in this environment of care where our souls and our hearts are being covered by friendships, by relationships that we're journeying together with, by by pastoral members of the body of Christ that are being empowered to give uh, their calling into those spaces to make sure that your life is being covered and taken care of when you need it. But we're called ultimately out of the progression of these three realities to go and impact the world. Look what he says in verse 22 as we wrap this up. He says, this means that God is transforming each uh, one of you into, this is amazing, the Holy of Holies. Now, the Holy of Holies, we know in the Old Testament, it was at one point a, a movable tent that went all over the place. And then it became a fixed reality in the temple. Religion set in. And we know what happened, you know, as, as that, that story progressed. It just became, there was no life. There was God. God was just kind of stuck in a box. And then Jesus comes along, now raises up the New Testament church, pours out his Holy Spirit, which now dwells in the inside of us. And in essence, we've gone back to where this whole thing began again, that we are mobile tents carrying the presence of God. And then when we come together and we gather, there's a dunamis power on his presence as we are one where two or three are gathered in his name. And there's even a greater expression of his presence as we gather together. That's why the Bible says, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. There's something dynamic about that in both small groups and in larger gatherings. His dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So there's a calling that God has over your life to take this presence to the people that you're going to rub elbows with. Last night, Wendy and I were actually out to dinner and the, the, the manager, not actually manager, he was the owner of this, this Cuban restaurant that we went to. There was just this favor that we were having with this gentleman. And I believe, and he, he kept bringing us beautiful uh, uh, things from his restaurant free of charge for us to try, for us to experience. And I believe it was because, you know, here we are carrying the presence of God. He was drawn to it. We ended up having a really cool engagement. His heart was so taken to us in this moment. And really, that's what we're called to do. We're called to be carriers, mobile transporters of the glory of God as the Holy of Holies. You know, His presence now dwells on the inside of our hearts. And so that when we come back together in community, as we're being cared for pastorally in and through the, the situations of our lives, as we're, we're growing into the likeness of God, 
we can share these stories with one another. We can invite people that we're walking in, in this thing called the kingdom of God uh, with together into this, this celebration of the journey of our lives. And so this calling is on your life. This is way more than, than serving in some capacity, which kind of starts and then stops. No, the calling of God never leaves us never forsakes us. It's, it's, it's without repentance. It, it, it can never disappear from our lives. And this is why, just going back to where we began, it's so important for us to be healthy. And there's no way to be healthy outside of communion. There's no way to be healthy outside of us becoming transformed into his likeness. There's no way to truly be healthy outside of having pastoral care and covering. And then as we walk out this beautiful calling, we're going to change the world together. So as you enter into some discussion. There's going to be some um, questions here on a slide, and I want you just to take a look at those and maybe other things that are on your heart, and you guys go there together. Thank you so much for just being in these groups, engaging with community, and walking this thing out. God is going to do something exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever ask or imagine in these coming days as we are becoming children of this city whose builder and maker is God. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.